Two people you had probably never heard of a year ago are squaring off to be the next British Prime Minister. So who the hell are they? Let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for the show on Apple, Spotify or wherever else it is you're listening. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the podcast, get in touch as well at Sean Defoe on Twitter or Sean Defoe News on the Instagram. This week, we're going to take a deep dive into the backgrounds of the future British Prime Minister across two episodes. This one is going to focus on Liz Truss and the one coming just after it on Rishi Sunak. They're the two characters going head to head with a winner being announced on September 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Wait, no, that's wrong. Gunpowder plots, 5th of November. Remember, remember the 5th of September, we get a new Prime Minister and then we can remember, remember November the 5th. We've always obviously paid attention to these races because obviously who leads the UK is particularly important for us here in Ireland and with the Northern Ireland Protocol issue still unresolved. This race takes on a bit of extra importance and it's fair to say relations between Ireland and the UK have been pretty bad. I've heard people refer to them as all-time bad, but I kind of think, you know, 700 years of occupation is probably all-time bad, so we'll leave that there. But they are, they're much worse than they were 15, 20 years ago. Uh, The protocol being a huge issue that's still unresolved. And if you want to get caught up on what the Northern Ireland Protocol actually is, because there's a lot of talk and not a lot of light about it, scroll back in our podcast feed, episode four, Don't Protocol Me Baby, we'll get you all caught up. And usually when we get to British leadership contests, the lineups are pretty familiar. I mean, where a lot of people pay a lot of attention to UK politics. You know, why why wouldn't we? If you go back to 2019, for example, the names on that list pretty well recognised. Boris Johnson, Jeremy Hunt, Michael Gove, Sajid Javid, Dominic Raab, almost household names over here. Slightly less so in 2016 when it was Theresa May beating out Andrea Leadsom and Michael Gove. But this time, the list of 2022 Tory leadership candidates, much less a who's who than just a plain who? Nadim Zahawi, Suella Braverman, Kemi Badenoch, Tom Tugendhat, and even to an extent the top two, Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak. So who are they and who could we be dealing with as British PM? Bennett, just let me ask you something. What would you say to your present master as the next Prime Minister? The minister? Yes. Mr. Hacker? Yes. (laughs) As prime minister? Yes. Are you in a hurry? Uh, No, I'm just checking to see it wasn't April the 1st. The focus of this episode is going to be Liz Truss. She was born in Oxford in 1975. Her father was a mathematics professor and her mother a nurse, both of whom she's described as left-wing. And as a young girl, Elizabeth Truss was brought on anti-nuclear, anti-Thatcher protests by her mother. So quite the political journey, really, for a candidate now openly courting comparisons to the Iron Lady. At the age of four, the family moved to near Glasgow, and when she was nine, at the time of the 1983 election, her class put on their own mock election, with Liz Truss playing Maggie Thatcher. She told the Scotsman that she jumped at the chance for the role and gave an impassioned speech, only to end up with zero votes. She recalled not even voting for herself. The family later moved to Leeds, where Truss attended a public secondary school, though 
When using that as something of a political weapon against the privately educated Rishi Sunak, she hasn't exactly been full of praise for the school itself, and that's something which has come up on the campaign trail raised here by broadcaster Nick Ferrari after people and teachers in the school said it's an unfair description. Writing about the school you went to in Leeds, haven't you? You've made it sound like it was some backwards, some, what does they say, gutter comprehensive that Alistair Campbell once called them. It's nothing like it. It's a lovely, I read, it's a lovely part of town. Ours has started a million quid and everybody wants to live there. Why were you so rude? Look, I didn't say that my school bog was... I didn't, I think he said bog standard bog, bog comprehensive. Bog standard. But, we're there now. But I'm not, about your school. I'm not claiming it was a sink school. It was an average comprehensive at the time. And what I'm saying is that that average comprehensive, under the auspices of Leeds City Council, there were too many kids who were able to leave school without the education that they needed. The teaching was patchy. We didn't have league tables at the time. We didn't have a national curriculum. So there were kids who fell through the cracks. And also, in Leeds, well, it's a, it's a very mixed intake at Radcliffe. Truss then went on to Oxford, where she studied philosophy, politics and economics, and got very involved in student politics, though initially not for the party she's trying to lead now. The next speaker is Elizabeth Truss from Oxford West and Abingdon, and president of the Oxford University Liberal Democrats, and would Norman Baker stand by, please, Elizabeth. Conference. A Lib Dem conference speech in which she spoke in favour of abolishing the monarchy. We Liberal Democrats believe in opportunity for all. We believe in fairness and common sense. We believe in referenda on major constitutional issues. We do not believe that people should be born to rule. Something which, again, landed her in trouble during this race here with Skye's Kay Burley. In your first meeting with the Queen, will you apologise for wanting to abolish the monarchy? Well, I've already... <laughs> I've already met the Queen and she's been far too polite to raise that issue with me and I will not be, uh, I will not be raising it with her. OK, but if she did, would you apologise? Well, I was wrong. Uh, I was wrong to say what I did at the time. OK. During her time in Oxford, she changed sides and joined the Conservative Party. And after graduating, she worked for Shell, communications company Cable and Wireless, and the think tank Reform, while also becoming a qualified accountant. She married fellow accountant Hugh O'Leary in the year 2000, and the couple have two kids together. Their marriage did survive an 18-month affair that she had early in her political career with her then-mentor MP Mark Field. Truss was first elected a councillor and then in 2010 was put on what was called David Cameron's A-list for advancement and was elected as an MP in the relatively safe Tory seat in south-west Norfolk, a seat that she has managed to hold since. In 2012, Truss was brought into the Department of Education, earning something of a taste of the grilling that ministers receive in the process. We didn't have a lot of focus on spelling uh, in my school. I was at school in the 1980s. Um, and how do you spell illiterate, Elizabeth Truss? Well, this isn't about trying to test people. Oh, have a go. Or, go on. Come on, well, your, your I, education I minister, your news right. is coming. Are, try, try and spell it for me. There are countless examples of politicians who tried to get involved in spelling, and I would cite Dan Quayle as one, and got it wrong. And Why this is not... Go? The Illiterate. point I'm making is this isn't about trying to catch people out. This is not about trying to get children to shout out spellings. 
In 2014, Truss was promoted to Cabinet by Cameron, becoming Environment Secretary and among the youngest female Cabinet Ministers in UK history. She gave an impassioned speech to the party conference in 2015, though maybe getting a bit too worked up over the wrong issues. We import two-thirds of our cheese. That is a disgrace. Twitter has, of course, been merciless with that clip. After stints as Justice Secretary and Chief Secretary to the Treasury under Theresa May, Liz Truss was made International Trade Secretary under Boris Johnson. Her backers will say that in that job she managed to secure post-Brexit trade deals with Japan and Australia, while her detractors will say that all she really managed to do was keep trade deals that the UK already had within the EU anyway. Then came 2021 and Liz Truss stepped into one of the biggest jobs at Cabinet, Foreign Secretary, despite not knowing how to say Prime Minister of Ireland. So I would strongly encourage the Irish TSOC to, prov- to, to discuss this with the EU. As Foreign Secretary, her time has been dominated by two issues, Ukraine and Northern Ireland. She got in trouble for encouraging British citizens to go and fight in Ukraine against her government's official policy but is also trumpeting her involvement in sanctions against Russia and for the UK arming Ukraine. On the protocol, Truss has been steering through legislation which would allow the UK to change parts of the deal without the approval of the EU, something the government in Ireland views as a breach of international law. I am announcing our intention to introduce legislation in the coming weeks to make changes in the protocol. Our preference remains a negotiated solution with the EU. However, to respond to the very grave and serious situation in Northern Ireland, we are clear there is a necessity to act to ensure the institutions can be restored as soon as possible. Truss is very much seen, from a policy point of view at least, as the continuity Boris Johnson candidate. She was one of the very few cabinet ministers who didn't join the Great Resignation and heave against Johnson when it was clear his time was up. However, she has spoken against some existing government policy. For example, she's pledged to reverse a hike in national insurance, which is similar to our PSRI payments, saying she never supported the policy which was brought in by, you guessed it, her opponent, Rishi Sunak. She's also pledged to do away with the planned hike in corporation tax to 25%, saying it would be double Ireland's rate and bad for attracting foreign investment. And she's also vowed to head a complete economic transformation for Britain, with Truss saying she doesn't believe a recession is inevitable. Now, some of Liz Truss's backers are styling her as the new Margaret Thatcher. And indeed, she's worn some outfits during the campaign which have been seen as directly trying to emulate the Iron Lady's style. If you do a quick search on Twitter, you will see the photoshopped images Truss next to Thatcher wearing pretty much the same thing. She's taken the position of the tax-cutting true blue Tory, but she's also been criticised for being a bit lightweight and turning her back on previous policies. Truss voted to remain in 2016, but is now an ardent supporter of Brexit. She's changed her mind on the monarchy. And as Sky's Kay Burley put it to her, there have been so many flip-flops. How do people know what they're actually getting? You were a Remainer, and now you're not. You supported uh, Brits to fight in Ukraine, then you didn't. You wanted to build on the Green Belt, and now you don't. You wanted to abolish the monarchy, and now you don't. You wanted to arm Taiwan, and now I'm not sure if you're saying whether you do or not. You wanted civil I'm servants. We, we do provide them okay. with those. You wanted to cut civil servants' pay in the regions, and then you said you didn't. Will the real 
Liz Truss, please stand up. <laughs> okay, I, I'm somebody who, you know, I didn't come from a traditional conservative background. My first political experience was going on a CND march with my mother, age seven. You know, I then, uh, as a teenager, joined the Liberal Democrats. I'm not sure how much I should be held to account for things I said when I was 18 or 19. But I've always had a belief that we can be a more successful country, that people should be able to control their own lives. I've always believed in the principle of freedom. I've always believed in low taxation. Yes, my views on other issues have developed over time. But show me somebody who has the same views at 19 and 49. And I'll show you somebody who's not capable of original thought. What then about her opponent, the other candidate to be British Prime Minister? Well, we've given Rishi Sunak his own episode, looking at his background, which is out now right next to this one in your podcast feed. Don't forget to hit subscribe on the way. This episode was researched and produced by myself, Sean Defoe, with John Kyo as editor and Lachlan Hart on sound. Check out the Rishi Sunak episode and I'll chat to you next week. <laughs>